0: seems that God is speaking to us this morning and uh, it's wonderful to be in his presence and just as we're worshipping him and uh, and singing and praising God it seems that lots of words are coming and God is speaking to us and uh, it's, it's interesting as I was out walking this morning and I, I was praying there were, there were two things that I was, I was praying for particularly or praying about uh, and the first thing was I was asking God for some encouragements and uh, John and I have just been fighting because I think Dash's word is for me, and he, think it's, he thinks it's for him. And maybe others of you think it's for you too. But I was praying that, that God would encourage me, and uh, I really felt God speak to me through that uh, prophetic word. I'm sure others of you did as well. And so that was one thing I was praying for. And the other thing that I was praying, and I'm not sure whether I was sort of asking God for it or or God was telling me that it was how it was going to happen. It was one of those sort of mix of the two, if you're familiar with that sort of praying. But I was reminded that it's as we worship that God speaks to us. And, uh, you know, sometimes we can think, what is it about worshipping God? Is he some sort of egotistical uh, maniac that somehow needs our worship or needs our praise to survive and, but actually, the, the truth of the matter is that as we worship, we get a better understanding of who he is. So actually, worship, although it blesses God and glorifies him, and, uh, and it's, that it's right that we do that, it's in that context, it's as our minds are focused on him, it's as we worship him, that God speaks to our hearts. And our hearts are enlarged and we receive something from him and it's as we worship that god speaks to us and as we worship we get a new perspective for who he is and as we worship god is able to speak to us and speak into our situations and lift our eyes as we were talking earlier not from our circumstances or problems but lift our eyes back to him and uh, i felt those i thought that happened as well this morning and as it's as we were worshiping, uh, that God was speaking to us. And it's not that we're we're sitting around saying, "Lord, would You speak to us now?" Please. You know, and it's sort of sitting passively, but rather, it's as we worship, and that's not a passive thing, it's an active thing, it's as we worship, as our hearts are thrilled by God's presence, are thrilled by his love and grace and and our wonder and amazement of his glory, it's in that context that God speaks to us. Isn't it wonderful? Some of you are nodding. You can nod. You can be enthusiastic and uh, and response because it is true, isn't it? It's in that in that context. And we just just felt as we drew the that time of uh, of singing and worship to a close, we just felt God speaking to us and continue speaking to us. And so it's really a couple of things that I want to draw out of that. Uh, and then we're going to just uh, pray for one another before we finish. I'm not going to speak for long now. Uh, those of you who are familiar with my preaching may be pleased about that, but I just want to... don't have to be quite so enthusiastic, <laughs> Natalie. I just want to remind us of one or two things, uh, and then we're going to break into small groups and pray for one another and have communion together uh, as, as we close. Okay, So that's, that's where we're going with this. So. Um, it now so I was just t- saying to someone, it seems for a couple of weeks I've uh, wanted to preach from two kings and haven't been able to, so eventually we'll get there. Someone just said to me, do you think maybe God doesn't want you to? <laughs> well, Maybe so. I thought it was a good message. Maybe it's not. <laughs> if you ever get to hear it, you can judge for yourselves. Um, but that's not for this morning. If you've got your Bibles with you, turn with me please to Acts chapter 2. I'm going to look at a couple of things before we pray for one another and have communion together. Acts 2, 42. It's a passage that will be familiar to many of you. If you've been around Jubilee for any length of time, you're thinking, yep, seen that one before. Acts chapter 2, and less of the heckling, please. Verse 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods, they gave to anyone as he had needs. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. It's a wonderful description of the early church, and it's a passage we've looked at on many occasions, but there are just a couple of things I want us to draw out this morning. And the first thing is this. In verse 42 it says they devoted themselves. They devoted themselves to a number of things. And I wonder, have you considered what it means to be devoted? Are you devoted? I think in today's society, 21st century Britain, we live in quite a consumerist culture, don't we? And uh, we're used to having lots of choices about things. And uh, I was listening to an article on a radio this week which was talking about supermarkets. And it was saying how in the current economic climate, supermarkets are seeing a change in terms of who they have shop uh, in their particular brands. And I interviewed a number of uh, of customers, number of consumers, who were saying that in recent times they had changed their preferred brand and was now shopping in, in different places. And uh, how before that you know they may have always shopped in one particular uh, shop, but now things have so changed that they were you know, prepared to look somewhere else and prepared to shop in maybe a, a supermarket they hadn't considered before. It seems that in much of our society there's that Almost we have many options with things and we pick and choose, don't we? We can say, well actually this week I'm going to shop here or I'm going to shop there. Or, or this week I'm going to you know, not do this but do, do, the, do the other. Even when it comes to things, other sort of major life decisions, we're used to having lots of choices and it almost can take our pick of things. And I wonder if in that the sense of devotion and commitments has actually been watered down. Now I'm not suggesting for one minute that you need to be committed to your local supermarket. Because actually I think take notes, John, you need to do offers regularly and buy one, get one freeze are good. And I can give you a list of what I'd like, please. If you can arrange it, that would help help our monthly budget. But actually, I'm not talking about supermarkets, but rather I wonder whether we're less used to being devoted to things. We're less used to being thoroughly committed to something. It says that the early church devoted themselves to a number of things. And there's that sense of wholeheartedness about it, isn't there? There's that sense of giving of yourself. And that's what it was like. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, the breaking of bread, and to prayer. So I wonder this morning, are you devoted so first they devote themselves to, to the apostles' teaching. So are you devoted to God's word, to studying it, to learning from it, to, to hearing teaching, to, to help you understand it? Are you devoted to the fellowship? Are you devoted this morning to the fellowship, to fellowship, to one another? Look why don't you look around? Look up and down your row or behind you or in, in front of you. What it means is to being devoted. When it says devoted to the fellowship, it means being devoted to one another. That's us. Each of us. That's you. Is your part of Jubilee. And I guess the challenge this morning is, are you devoted? Or are you, are you coming on a Sunday morning, maybe, maybe looking in, maybe observing? Maybe thinking, I wonder if this may be the church for me, I wonder if maybe I can make some relationships here, I wonder if, you know, they've got something that my kids will like, or I wonder if I like the music, or I wonder if they'll ever get round to preaching from two kings, or I, I wonder if, you know, whatever it might be, you're sort of checking off something on a list. Or are you devoted? Are you thoroughly part of it? Are you thoroughly part of who we are together? Because it's as the church grows like that, being committed to one another, devoted to one another, I think God's able to do something. You see, the fellowship were devoted to one another. People were being built in. There was a love and care for one another. They sold their possessions to, to give to one another as they, as they had need. They were devoted. They were committed. And this wasn't a, well, if I don't like this church, I'll nip off to another one. It wasn't like, well, if I don't like the music or the preaching. Or, or, or the youth work, or, or whatever it might be, I might go and see what it's like around the corner. But they were devoted. They were committed to one another. And it's as they were devoted and committed to one another that God was able to do something in them. And it goes on, isn't it? It says in verse 47 the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Just to put it in context, um, they, were, they were on a mission together, they weren't a static people. It wasn't all good news either. In Acts 8, you find the church being persecuted and scattered. But even in the scattering, they're still devoted to God and following him. And it seems that churches spring up all over the place as they find themselves in new locations. So it tells us too that they were devoted to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Well, we're going to pray this evening. And we'd love you to join us between 6 and midnight maybe, <laughs> six and seven, as we pray for an hour and pray for God to come and, and work uh, in Jubilee and to impact the local city we're part of and the nation that God has put us in. So we're going to pray. But they are devoted too to the breaking of breads. as devoted to remembering what Jesus had done for us. That's what the breaking of breads is about, isn't it? We looked at this last week. They are devoted to remembering what Jesus had done for them with the purpose of it fueling their lives and mission, they might reach out. They might carry on. They might receive those who are being added to them daily. There's a lot of work in that, isn't there? If you think about it for a moment, 3,000 were added in a day, and it tells us that ad- others were added daily to them. There's a lot of work in that, isn't there? I mean, think about the emotional energy of getting to know that many new people it's probably quite a lot isn't it how do you assimilate that number of new people into a church there's a lot of work involved it wasn't just to sit back and think hey god's added all these people it was a hey god's added all these people and now we've got to assimilate them in and make sure they feel part of it too because it wasn't just the core and then the three thousand and others that were added thousands in fact but rather they were added in they were built in thoroughly so i guess the challenge for us is are we adding people in well are we building people in well so they feel part of the family this morning do you feel part of the family or are you looking in and observing it's a two way street isn't it it's a responsibility of the church to receive well and to make sure people are built in there's a responsibility for us to give ourselves us to be devoted in fact and it's as we do that and it's, a, it's as we give ourselves to one another that God can build us God can use us it says, they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. There's wonderful fruit, isn't there, what God was doing? Interesting, isn't it? Dash's words earlier to us, I'm not going to read it all, but the gist of it was this, it was, open your eyes, see all I have done in you, my people. See the lives I have changed See how I've drawn you from the four corners to be together, my church, in this place. Open your eyes, for I, am doing, for I am moving. It may seem chaotic, but I am going to bring order. Hallelujah. I am building you together, my church. And you will see with your own eyes, my promise, what I have, look what I have done. This is, just the beginning just the first few pages there are more chapters there's more to come it's all about being built together wasn't it and it's as we are built together it's as God adds to us it's as it's as we're almost cemented together it's as we're devoted to one another that God builds his church when you when you build a wall you have to work hard on it, don't you? It isn't just a, a pile of bricks that, you know, the, the lorry turns up from the builder's yard and sort of dumps it on your, uh, on your sort of front lawn. And suddenly you've got this pile of bricks. And if you're going to build something, there's some hard work involved. And there's some action. And you have to lay them out carefully. And you have to put some cement in and carefully uh, cement it at the, at the top and clean it off the side and put the next brick on. And it's brick by brick. It's one at a time, isn't it? it isn't just that you go like that and suddenly there's a wall but actually it's one brick at a time and it takes time and it takes care but a wall is made up of many individual bricks friends a church is made up of many individual people and god calls us to carefully build in one by one one by one to, to add in to cement in to ensure that we're connected and built together well and as we do that, God builds a beautiful building. Not just a beautiful wall, but actually a beautiful, bright, for His Son. And that's what He wants to do. And that's what He's doing in us. And that's what He wants to encourage us in this morning. That He's doing. He's building His church. He is committed to it. God has said it will happen. Don't believe people when they say the church is just going to wither away and, you know, and it's going to just finish and it's going to, years to come, it's just going to be disintegrated and nothing left that is not the church we read of in this book what God promises is he is building a beautiful bride he is building a church that he is going to be proud of and that Jesus is going to return for in Isaiah 2 it says in the last days the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as chief among the mountains it will be raised above the hills and all nations will stream to it many peoples will come and say, come let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. God's talking about his church in the end times. He is building a beautiful bride. He is committed to it. It will happen because God has said so. All we're doing is giving God something to work with. Do you want to give God something to work with? I want to give something something to God to work with. And it's as we give him ourselves, as we're devoted to him and devoted to one another, we give God something to work with so that he can build his church. He can be glorified in the nations. Many people will come. Many people will be saved and added into his wonderful kingdom. Do you want to see it? I want to see it in this city and beyond, in the nations, because God has promised it. Let's stand and we're going to pray together and then John's going to come and lead us as we have communion. Lord Jesus, thank you that you have reminded us this morning of all that you're doing amongst us. Thank you, Lord, that you've lifted our gaze to you once again. Thank you that you are committed to building your church. Thank you that you call us to be devoted to you and devoted to one another. But in that context, Lord, you are building your church. We thank you that you're doing it. It's going to happen because you are committed to it and you have said it and so father this morning afresh we want to give you something to work with we want to give you ourselves we want to be devoted to you help us lord to be devoted to one another help us to to learn what it means to be uh, so in love with you that we're so in love with one another and devoted to each other lord help us uh, to look once again at what you say in your word help us lord to build a church that honors you Help us, Lord Jesus, to be motivated and stirred by what you've spoken to us about. That we might build a church here that glorifies your name, that you are pleased with, that you are exalted in. And Lord, as a result, we might see many lives changed and many come to faith in you. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.